Is is this is this thing on? Hello. Where are we? Hello. What are these luxurious? Hello, AJ. Hello, AJ. Hello, Andrew. It is a sporting discussion. My name is Andrew Donison. And what's your name, AJ? It's AJ Myth. And look at this wonderful brand spanking new ASD stadium we've got surrounding us here. It is the fifth iteration of ASD Stadium. And... uh, I gotta say, I think it's the best so far. So far, yeah, very modern, very sleek. It's what the fans need to. Fit. There's a lot of room to fit as many fans as you want. A lot of activation, a lot of room for activation activities. Uh, speaking of activation, AJ, yes, can we can we go to initially straight away to a sport that almost doesn't matter what happens on the field. It's all about activations. It's your favourite summer sport. <laughs> It's the Big Bash League. The Big Bash League. God. I want it, now, I, I love it a lot more than you do, uh, which guess. wouldn't be hard. That's true. You love I, your cricket. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relay a story that a friend of ours told a couple of years ago. He was at a Big Bash match with his then, I think, five-year-old son. And the Melbourne Stars were playing and everything was all honky-dory. There was dancing between overs. There was fireworks and everything. Motorbike jumps and all that. Motorbike jumps. And then as as our friend was watching the the game, his little fella said, Dad, what's going on? Why have they stopped? And not really thinking what was going on, he looked and he realised it was the bowler walking back to his mark. So John Hastings was bowling, <laughs> walking back to his mark before delivering. Yep. And the five-year-old had said, no, nah, I need something happening Why right here, right playing? now. Oh. Now, we always say... Hence the music, hence the noise, hence the jumping. Yeah. The, the activations. We always say that it's not for us. It's not for us. It couldn't be any less directed at us, but... It is directed at our wallets and our friends' wallets uh, and, well, aunties, uncles, family members, cricket clubs, anyone who has young'uns, let's say, under 15. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I, I also think that it's aimed at getting the next generation into cricket and it's working. Is it's, it though? Yeah. Are you sure? The number of... Explain the, yourself. Well, the number of, of, of young kids who are now going to watch Cricket, either live or on the TV. I'm glad you they, brought that up. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, well, sorry, I've interrupted I've, your point. No, no, no. We're, we're a bit rusty after all of this time away. You, you complete your. I'll be polite. You, no, you, that's right. I've, you I've, complete your point, and then I'll destroy you. That's. Right. I've got the stats here as well. It's okay. But <laughs> so going to to matches, you just see all of these young kids wearing the colours of their the team that they're going to support, and I think that it has just been an opportunity for families, people who are time poor perhaps, been able to take young kids along to, to watch cricket and try to get them involved in the game. All wonderful theories and thoughts, Andrew. Thank you. But the numbers, so are, should we move, should we the move numbers on are not backing you up this year and last year. Okay. I think it was three or four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, the average crowd of the Big Bash was over 30,000. And that, in, that was the year that was the big 85 or whatever it was, 75,000 crowd for the Green Melbourne versus Red Melbourne at the MCG. Yeah, and it was, I think, probably the height of the the Bash brothers in Brisbane, like Chris Lynn and Brendan McCullough. Brendan McCullough, yeah. There was, I'm not sure if it was that season or the one after. That genuinely was 
must-watch TV. There was star power. There was one and a half pe- million people watching every night. Uh, there were games scheduled on the same day as tests uh, where the test would finish during the day and then bang straight into a big bash game. It was on Channel 10. Uh, the games were, the tests were on Channel 9, so no one had any qualms about flipping channels. Yep. But now, season just finished. I think the average crowd, and you can correct me for exact exacts on this, the average crowd was about 13,000. Oh, I think you I think you might be underestimating things a little bit there. 18,353. 18. All right. Well, it still ain't 30, is it? From a couple of years ago. No, no, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. Do you know what was interesting though? On the the preliminary final, mm-hmm. 1,049,000 viewers on Channel 7 and Foxtel combined, which doesn't take into account those watching it on KO. So yeah, that's you still... KO numbers aren't big enough to substantially move something one way or the other. Cause sure, but I'll KO's, still say there was yeah. over a million people watching at that preliminary final. Yeah. So there's, there's still interest. But there's also one and a half million people watching Married at First Sight. So people will watch any old junk as long as it's on TV in front of them. Well, true, but Married at First Sight is setting new records every single week. I don't know how, I don't know <laughs> why. Um, but there is... Do you know, how many Big Bash games did you go to this season? Oh, zero. All right, I went to two. Okay. And do you know what I saw at both of these games? One of them, there was a hat trick. Oh, that's nice. And the other one was pretty close. Okay. And all the kids were there in their outfits and their gear and all that sort of thing. Yep. But if something good happened for their team, they went, eh, yeah. And if something good happened for the other team, they're like, eh, yeah. Whoever hit a six, the whole crowd just went, yay, there's a six. Um, there wasn't a, I mean, they were all wearing their colours and their different bucket hats and all that sort of thing. But No, oh, don't get me started not, on the KFC bucket hats. The kids are there having a good time, enjoying the activations and such, yep. which is why the AFL tried something like AFLX to kind, oh, kind of no doubt whatsoever. To get their hand in that pocket. They stunk it up entirely. But um, the kids don't care about the cricket. They don't give a hoot what's going on. They're there to see jacks. They're there to see sixes. And they're there to hear music and have a good time and run around with their mates. The actual... I think you're... I think you're overselling the whole this is getting kids into cricket angle. Well, I, I think that... Actually, the well, good thing is... It's it's a what it's Schrodinger's uh, cricket players. Like, <laughs> we don't know until five, six, ten years time as yeah, to whether true. it has. I or I, if these are kids who have never been to cricket before and are only going because it's Big Bash and it's Yakadu and it's red and blue and purple yeah, and orange exactly and right. fireworks and but so I, I tell you what, like, I, so I love cricket and I do pretty much. I reckon I watched. Seventy percent of of the matches. Yep. Um, not maybe not all of the matches, like all of the things, but seventy percent of. Let me ask you a question then. Out of ten, and but you're a cricket aficionado, so I know what you're going to say here. What was the quality of those games uh, on a whole out of ten? Oh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm not watching for. I don't follow a team. I'm not watching for the. I'd, I'd wake up in the morning and have zero idea. Of not only who won, but who played the night before. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like <laughs> That's the whole point. It's disposable throwaway. Disposable throwaway. Yeah. I, I quite like watching the, the individual players. So I'm just going to th- go through a few things with you. So the sixth right. edition in 2016-17, eight teams, eight matches each. Mm-hmm. So play each other once plus a rivalry and match. And get into it. Yep. Um, and that was, that was when there was a 30,000 average. 
The next year, eight teams played 10 matches each and it went to 26,000 mm. per, per match. Last season, eight teams playing an extra four matches, so 14 matches, down to 20,000. And this year, again, eight playing 14, down to 18,000. 18. Are we seeing a complete drop-off that will continue or are we seeing what they call a regression to the mean? Are we seeing, is this year what we expect and two years ago was the aberration? I think it will settle in at somewhere around 15. So maybe next year okay. it will go down again. But the, there's been all the complaints in the talking about extended season, more games. Um, but people will talk um, – like, that's not just – as a result of the comp, people were yeah. talking about that when it was announced yeah. last year. They said, they're "Oh, it's, be, it's going to be too long." They've been so. feasting on their own bellies after yeah. they got that thirty thousand average. Um, again, though, the average crowd doesn't really matter um, because of the TV's rates, TV eyes, and they're selling advertising for that. So that's where it makes its money. The standard of player out there is um, not great. There's a few good ones. There's a few contracted players. There's a lot of club players that no one's ever heard of, no one will ever hear from again. There's a lot of... But isn't it good that those players get the opportunity to... to I'm sure it's great for them, but it's not very entertaining for the rest of us when one team struggles to 140 and the other one casually knocks that off six wickets down in 18.4 overs, uh, which is for me was a lot of the games this season. Um, but uh, A.B. Yeah. de Villiers came out. He's a genuine star. He played three games, I think. So there were... Two two big draw cards. Mm. Dale Stain, A.B. De Villiers. Right. Yeah. Dale Stain missed the first match through injury and then only played another three or four. Yeah, because he was contracted to go play for South Africa. Yeah, which I don't think they, the they didn't say anything about that at and the start. And then De Villiers. Deals like that are foreign to Australia. It's, that's, in 2020 cricket around the world, that's fine. You sign your big player and you, sometimes you only get them for like four games or something like that and you don't get to choose what four games they are. So yeah, someone like Stain or something like that, the deal comes along and, you know, they play and then they leave and that's that. I mean, it happens yeah. a lot in other sports. But um, people are just getting used to that for cricket. But it's also the ratings for the final were good. It was a miracle they got on. So salute to the ground. Kudos team. to the ground. But it would have, uh, a part of me really wanted that final to get washed out. It, yeah, yeah. It w- that, would have, that would have been a, a perfect end to, to a competition that for us yeah. doesn't mean yeah. a lot. I'll just, b- before we wrap up, the average BBL television audience this season, um, so 195,000 per game on Fox Sports and seven had 694,000. So that's 890,000, which is 100,000 less mm. than last year had. Yeah, so the ratings are down because... Ratings are down, but it's... There's oversell. The crowds aren't big enough because people only have so much disposable income to take two, three, four kids to a game. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, yes. Have... Go back. Have seven games each. Play it's a big, once. It's a big thing in sport in Australia that other countries seem to have a hold on. Okay, so less is more. You don't need to keep adding stuff. You can have... You know, high-intensity, high-stakes games, you don't need to keep adding more and more and more just because you're doing really well. Sometimes you're ha- you can be happy with what you've got. That felt... That felt okay in the end. Did we bust out the cobwebs a little bit there? We might have. I reckon we repeated ourselves 
a little bit. And oh, we're allowed to my, do that. It's been a while. How long has it been? A long time. It's been a while. Yeah. It's, the, the things what have is happened. time? What is the concept of time? Oh, time is just a social construct. That's right. Now, do you know what's not a social construct? Sport. Or yes. is it? <laughs> oh, this is all happening too fast in the first show back. Come on. What <laughs> is sport? What is sport? What is a sport? Mm, that was our big question this week. Remember, way back in when we started this in 2016, we had one big question every week and then oh, yeah. we forgot all about it about two weeks in. <laughs> <laughs> so we went for it this week. We asked a few questions on the social media, which we forgot to plug because we're out of practice as well, on the Twitter at ASD underscore radio and Facebook.com slash a sporting discussion. Jesus. Some good energetic debate, Andrew, along, yeah. along the platforms and between ourselves. And so we, to, to start that debate, we came up with a few potentially um, contentious things as to whether something is a sport. So darts, darts, chess. I don't think darts is a horse sport. Horse racing. You think darts is fantastic. I don't, I don't think horse racing is a sport. That fired a few people up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, there's, it, it really does depend on your definition, but... Mm. Reading a few people's definitions, then certain things that you would think that they might have said were not a sport suddenly become a sport. Yeah. And if it's... It's, uh, it's really fun because it's one of those things where, you, like for me, for example, I'm vehemently saying horse racing is not a sport, but I'll accept car racing or something like that. So yeah. <laughs> there's been a lot of hypocrisy and self-contradiction going on over the over the last, over this week, yes. Well, so let's let's go through uh, a couple. Johnny Moretti. Uh, we're, we're starting with that because the first the first thing uh, they said was that's a great topic with a with an exclamation mark, and yeah. that got me involved. Someone that, who's that'll excited. always that'll always get you going first, Johnny. So he's like, like, is darts and pool a sport or a game? Is gymnastics and calisthenics a sport or dance? All of them can be competitive, but does that make it a sport? Maybe it does. And it went on to say the, the, the concept of competition. Does competition turn something from an activity into a sport? Yeah. Johnny, I was thinking that, that by that definition, Monopoly could be a sport. But not, Monopoly and board games, though competitive, do not require physical skill, just mental. Darts and pool, though not high on physical demands, still require physical skill only acquired from practice. So maybe it's the physics element that makes them sport. Mm. Now, it, mm. by that definition, chess is not a sport. Dodgem car because, racing is a sport if it's physics. <laughs> yeah. So I, personally, I think that chess is a sport. It's a sport of the mind. Yes. Sport of the mind. But a lot of people have different thinking about what that is, Andrew. But fortunately enough, when we posted this question on Facebook the first time, mm -hmm. the great Tom West responded. Now, Tom West is a baseball umpire from Queensland who umpires in the Australian Baseball League but also goes over to the US and umpires six months of the year over in the minor leagues. Over in, I think he's in California next time. So someone who is extremely well qualified to talk about what sport is. Yes, and he is a graduate in... Whatever it is he's graduating because I've forgotten. But he but, said... But I remember, I remember reading this yes. and... Sport yes. is an organised and structured activity with a governing body that sets rules, etc., etc., etc. So <laughs> there is a literal, there is a proper definition of sport. And 
that means that roller derby, you know, things like that with a, with a governing body, if you've got a governing body. My super coach competition has a governing body, you could argue. Does that make super coach fantasy sports a sport? Fantasy sports are sport. Well, with esports, where does that start and finish? Well, that's the thing. I say esports is a sport, but I say chess. No, no, chess isn't a sport. Chess is much more of a sport than esports is. Esports is just a bunch of people playing. One's hand eye, one's brain eye. Your choice, which one? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'd... Thanks for that, Tom. That was a good one. Yeah, and. Um, there was uh, one that I was uh, quite tickled by was a good friend of the, the show, Erin Dallahunty. And hers was, a mate used to say, if you can hold a beer whilst you're doing it, it's not a sport. Harsh, but a decent measure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I think that is referencing darts yes. and... The relaxed, and, the relaxed uh, approach to darts that many of the athletes... Well, wow, not in the prof- not in the professional game, but again, there's a there is a um, a governing body. There is a world championship. So, does it come down to being a physical activity versus not a physical activity? I say no. Does it come down to having a competition element to it? I think that starts to get there. Then you're you need, about you, it, yeah. You need a competition element, otherwise you're just playing a game. Mm. So we can go outside and have a game of darts. Yes. Well, my dartboard is currently sitting on but the But we wouldn't be participating ground. in a sport. We wouldn't be participating in a sport. Yes. What if we went mm. to the nets and I bowled at you for, well, probably four balls before <laughs> one of our hamstrings went? And my shoulders went. <laughs> is that... Are we participating in sport? No, we are undertaking our pursuit or we are just doing physical activity. Physical activity. Yes. So, the, so doing physical activity is not doing sport. Mm. Okay. Yes. Now, we need to we – we did a couple of um, polls on the Twitter, as you do. Yes. Is darts a sport? Overwhelmingly, almost 80% said yes. Of course they did. Is chess it's a sport? A- only one in four, just over 25, 26% said yes. Well, they're 63% wrong. 63% no. That's – chess. What was interesting for me is – The great Magnus Carlsen will be around to your house. <laughs> the real cerebral assassin. assassin. Yeah, I, Sorry, Triple that, H. Hold that thought. Is oh, horse no, racing a sport? Yes, 43, no, 36. Who cares, 21? I'm with Who cares – <laughs> Strong on the who cares. Well, I, I think with now. this one, you, you should have you should have gone without your, your your favorite who cares because I love who cares. I know, but in this instance, you need to have who cares for people. No, who but don't not care. when you want a binary: is it a sport or not? So horse racing is an interesting one because the human involvement mm. does that make it something a sport? So is greyhound racing a sport? There's no human mm. involvement there. It's just dogs having to run around. That's true. And then the humans horse... train those dogs, though. Yes, and horse racing. Or they fill them with hot dogs and water before the, before they can get them into the box. Horse racing has the humans training and they have the humans riding. So they influence the outcome. Do you think pigeon racing... If you took the... Pigeon you, racing doesn't have humans riding the little yeah, pigeons. that's true. Neither does cane toad races. Sports or Is not? Is that a sport? I wonder what the athletes think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will continue to wonder. Turtle racing, the dogs, you know, the dog best in show, whatever it is. Oh, uh, yes. They're, they're just trained dogs. Is that a sport? I no, I, say, I wouldn't say No, that's, that's not. Yeah. But sheepdog trials. Hey, but look, that may not be a sport, but if you ask the dog's owner, 
They may well say it's a sport. Yeah. As incorrect as they would be. So, Patrick Furs, while chess takes cunning and guile, you surely need a physical aspect to make something a sport. I think there is a physical aspect to, especially the World Championship of chess, which is played across a number of days and mm. a number of matches. There's a, a mental There's a mental toll. endurance. Yes, that's true. So, what about WWE? What about my wrestling? We have to get to this. Sports entertainment. It's sports. in the name. Sports. Yeah. Sports entertainment. Now, yeah, sports. Wrestling is more theatre than sport, Andrew, because it is scripted, it is choreographed, and it is practised to the nth degree. So, yeah, so there is are boxing. no injuries. Ooh. Boxing is not scripted. Well, just, just the other day, we celebrated 30 years of Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson. Um, yeah. What, he was, what, do you know he was a 42 to 1 favourite? There we go. You know what? I, didn't, be on the take. I didn't even have to ask the question. You've got to that be on the take. That is why boxing is completely <laughs> and utterly scripted. Horse racing wouldn't exist if it wasn't for gambling. That's true. That's what, it, that's what it's there yeah, for. Yeah. So. Neither would any sort of racing. No. <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, Maybe car I'll, racing because that's, you know. Shane Mack slips and all that. Yeah. Shane Mack on Facebook, yep. uh, uh, something quite um, appropriate. Now, it's not a sport unless until uh, sorry, it's not a sport unless Bridget McKenzie has given it a grant. Yeah. So I did topic. Oh, poli- politics topical. I like it. Yeah, it's very good. Um, so. Hang Steve, on, no, you've moved away here. So oh, have I? Oh, so yeah. You're saying your WWE is a sport. Oh, no, I was I was going to read um, Stephen Quayle's uh, oh, yes, response, yes. which Go will it, suit yes. you. If WWE is scripted to have, have a certain result, it is not competitive and surely can't be classed as a sport. Steve, Mark Pemberton, Steve WWE is pure theatre and comedy. Pure theatre and comedy, perfect. And it is scripted. It may not be scripted towards a certain result, but the fight is certainly scripted. And then depending on how the crowd reacts, there's cues to say, right, you're going to win this one or you're going to win this one. A, so, I know. Okay. Yes. I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think we've solved that problem. So what's, is, sport, what's not a sport? Is basically WWE is not a sport. Everything else could be a sport depending on what your personal definition is. Yes, and is we're, that, we're ignoring the textbook definition of an organised body and so on and so on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that would just would have just killed that eight minutes before it even started. Uh, that would have been no fun. Nerds, man, nerds ruin everything. <laughs> Andrew got some dot points here um, while I was lazing in my hammock uh, while we were on our hiatus slash yes. well-earned break. On ASD Island. On ASD <laughs> Yeah, on ASD Island in our ASD Crocs yeah. and our ASD boardies. Well, you were in your ASD Crocs. Yeah, I don't wear boardies. <laughs> A lot of stuff. <laughs> A lot of stuff was going on while we were out of action, Andrew. Yes. So we have... Maybe six or seven minutes here just to cover off on 2019 uh, things that happened and what we think of them. And, All right. and one thing that I'm going to throw at you cold mm. because it's the sort of thing you're going to love. Oh, okay. Dissecting and turning over. Is it the fact that The Rock's daughter has just been accepted into the Wrestling Academy for WWE? What She's did, 19 years old. What She's did we, be the best. What did we literally so just, no? say, just say about WWE wrestling? Andrew? I've forgotten. <laughs> right. Sorry, talk to me. Big Bash we've spoken about. 
Big match needs to be shortened. Needs to be shortened. Needs to be more interesting. Need to throw the cash at bigger players and more important players, and maybe an Indian or two. How about that? Oh, uh, I don't think it's it's the BCCI rather than the players. Mm. Melbourne Aces won the Australian Baseball League, their first one in the rebooted competition, rebooted yes. in 2010. Something like the the first, oh, I'm going to get this wrong, the first Victorian title since 2000, Something maybe, like and the that. 21st yes. Victorian title overall. Overall, Victoria has the most Claxton Shields, which is what you get when you win the Australian Baseball League. Um, Can I ask you a question about the Australian Baseball League in the, for the, about the season just gone? Go because previously we've talked about the drain of talent and so for the first half of the season, uh, two seasons, three seasons ago, mm. you had some very high quality matches because there was a lot of international players. Uh, and then a lot of those went back to uh, predominantly the Japanese league teams. Mm-hmm. Did that happen again this year? Still happens a bit. Okay. Um, the, one of the reasons why Melbourne have struggled to win in the rebooted league is that they have, like you said, they get Japanese players over to kind of get a workout in before their pre-season starts. Their pre-season starts halfway through the ABL season, Mm. which means all of those gun players who dominate this league just up and go, and they're gone. Um, But Melbourne were able to replace them with uh, fellas from the minor leagues who were absolute guns. Shane Robinson's one um, who won MVP of the championship series, who... maybe a year and a half ago, was playing for the Yankees. So, so they're they in like the, what, the, the double A and triple A? Yeah, yeah, is that yeah. what it is? There's basically league yeah, two. Yeah, minor league and independent league. Independent league is In America. Separate, yeah, unaffiliated ball, they call it. Okay. Um, Melbourne did that. Brisbane won all their championships. Brisbane, prior to this year, Brisbane had won the last four because they, they Dave Nielsen, the coach, Australian baseball icon, had cultivated a list of young Aussie players and just kind of augmented that here and there with import players and uh, Asian players who weren't going, who were going to play the whole season. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, so well done, a, Melbourne Aces. So Melbourne Aces won. That it was a three-match final series, so they didn't need to go to the third because no. they won the first two. They won the semis 2-0 against the Auckland Tuatara, and then they won the championship series 2-0 against the Adelaide Giants. Adelaide are coming along the same line as Brisbane, bringing through a lot of young Aussie players and taking a lot of young Aussie players off other teams to bring them through <laughs> together. Um, they're going to be really, really, really good. Um, and Excellent. It was their first what? first playoff win since 2012. First playoff game win since 2012. Oh, up, wow. Ended up going 4-0 in the postseason. Good on them. Good on them. I'm going to throw um, – so the Women's Big Bash League, this year it was a separate competition. They initially separated it because the Women's T20 World Cup is commencing on the 21st of February and so they needed some clean air before that tournament uh, to get all of the um, teams so they could get together and practice and have their practice matches mm-hmm. and warm-up matches as a, as a national team. I thought it was brilliant having it on its own. It gave it a little bit more presence. Rated its face off. Rated its face off, yeah. And the quality is just improving. Sophie Devine absolutely dominated both Mm -hmm. with bat and ball. And she just scored uh, yet another century uh, a couple of days ago. So she's hopefully going to bring that form to the World T20 uh, competition, which, mm-hmm. as I said, starts 21st of soon. Feb yeah. and concludes on the MCG on the 8th of March. Yeah. I think it's the 8th. Is that right? I'm going to go yeah. with that. Yeah, let's say yes. Jeez, that seems like a very short tournament. If it's wrong, whatever. 
Yeah, exactly. Text it's, us, yell at us. It's going to be on the date that it's on. Yeah. So I've got my we're tickets. Not, we're not organising it. What do you want from us? No, I bought tickets to the final. Yeah. Like, well, there you go. That's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should anyway. figure out when it is. All right. <laughs> Moving next. on next. Uh, football. Association Football World Football. Football. Soccer football. Soccer football off the field. Uh, Tim Cahill, Australian football soccer icon. Tim Cahill, who has also rubbed uh, a lot of people up the wrong way yes. um, for, for reasons that are, that are beyond my uh, understanding of, of Australian football. Uh, posted a photo. Uh, well, let's do some very, very quick scene, scene setting because right. we're running out of time. You remember Australia put in for the World Cup, I think they yes. put in 2009 or something like that. Yep. Stupid animated kangaroo and yep. politicians in videos and all that crap. I, I, I remember it far too well. Got one solitary vote. Out of however many that I was mm. aiming for, um, the winner and, and, there, the, and there was a suggestion that the winner might have, no might have greased the wheels. Well, that, of, was, that was where they awarded Russia twenty eighteen and Qatar twenty twenty two. Now a lot of eyebrows were raised for Qatar because the average temperature in summer is fifty degrees. That's when the World Cup would be hosted. They said they were going to build eight new stadiums that were air conditioned, um, and okay. yeah, so. Uh, the natural assumption was that something was crooked there. Yes. Subsequent investigations... And also, natural assumption with FIFA often is that something is crooked. It's funny you should say that because quite a few FIFA officials have now lost their jobs or are facing some sort of charges due to the dealings they had with Qatar in the lead-up to that World Cup. Right. Just let me take a moment to say... Allegedly, I oh, know doesn't. If they're facing, if they're facing <laughs> yes. charges, they're facing charges. Allegedly. Now, what does this have to do with Tim Cahill? Just, I'm not sure. Just, Talk to me. Just last week, uh, and this is what this happened pretty quickly. So I was going oh, through the whole. Oh yes, I remember this. Just last week, Tim Cahill posted a photo of himself shaking the hands of the head of the Qatar Football Association and saying that he was now a proud ambassador for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar and uh, looking forward to the legacy it's going to leave behind. Uh, what's his other words here? I've been coming to this country for over 10 years and built connections that go without go beyond football. I've joined some esteemed company, a company in players like Xavi, Kafu and Samuel Eto'o. Now, one of the features of Qatar's World Cup bid was they bought the front of the Barcelona jersey. Um, Qatar okay. was on the front of Barcelona's jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bought sponsorship around some of the big clubs. So they Qatar, not the bid, but Qatar the country. Okay. Was it because the Qatar FA is owned by the government. Right. Um, so they were they paid squillions of dollars. You can't put a proper number on it because they were just everywhere. And they paid they approached a lot of players to say, Yes, I support Qatar and got knocked back more than they got accepted. Now because I'm gonna, of because of the aforementioned stench around the whole thing. Yes. And and from from my perspective, uh, as as someone who hasn't really paid a lot of t- attention to to the bidding process, to the the subsequent, I guess, lead up to the World Cup. When when that photo was sent around, uh, I didn't. I just thought, oh, you know, good on Tim Cale is earning a buck just being an ambassador. Yeah. Until you know, a few you, people, uh, yourself included, <laughs> provided just a little bit more context. You know our thoughts on people getting paid, Andrew. We want anyone to get as much as they can, whenever they can, how they can. Yep. However, in this instance, yes. I'm drawing I'm drawing a line. This, this is where I was yes, because I was appropriately educated. Since Qatar won the World Cup, they're obviously trying to build those new stadiums and they've been doing that using uh, 
basically slave labour mm. um, from from countries around the world and around Asia, primarily from Bangladesh. They're getting paid 178 bucks a month, living in group oh. houses of up to 50. And uh, they are essentially owned by sponsor companies. So they're scared to complain, step out of line, do anything like that, or they'll get their visa revoked and they'll either get punted home or they'll just get sacked and left homeless in Qatar. I, I actually, I saw this when I was in the UAE and uh, very, very similar circumstances. Mm. People who have their passport taken away as soon as they arrive. Yeah. The worst part of all of this setting aside the the bidding process, blah, 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 blah. Hundreds of workers have died building these stadiums. Yeah. And it is Qatar, um, the World Cup organising committee, have been on a full-on PR offensive about how that's not true and everything's great and everyone's having a great time here in Qatar preparing for the greatest World Cup ever. They've already said they're not going to air-condition the stadiums anymore. Oh. They... It's going to be they, unpleasant. They campaigned FIFA to move the World Cup to November. The FIFA was very close to doing that and then decided not to. Sepp oh, Blatter wow. was going to before he stepped down because he was so tainted by this whole thing. Wow. Um, so hundreds of people have died. And Cahill is now the embodiment of all of that, happily smiling and saying, this is great, isn't, isn't this all just a wonderful thing? Yeah, because the legacy is... Probably not. The legacy is a lot of bodies under the concrete. Yeah. yeah. That's... And a lot of dollars in the palm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Not good. No, not good Not good at all. At all. So... <laughs> I think that, that's depressing. Yeah. Let's, let's finish on something... Do you want something. this thing out of nowhere? Oh, yeah, Let me yeah. Let do this thing out of nowhere. Yes. Now we're going to baseball again. Sorry. Okay. I didn't realise it would be baseball heavy, but what... No, no, that's all right. Major League Baseball over in the States. I know you love this sort of stuff. They, they, they play something like 168 games, A 162-game regular season, oh, then one wild card game, and then a five, a seven, and a seven. Final series. Final five series. So, okay, so... Wild like card. Elimination division, final, semi-final, card, final. Division, league, world series. Okay. Yes. Um, and wild card is those that weren't quite good enough to make the top... Yeah, if you didn't Three, win your division, four. but you still got a good record, you have a chance to get into the okay. thing, which is which is fair enough in yeah major league because a lot of teams come through these one hundred sixty two games and win like ninety or a hundred and but come second in their division and they and, deserve and, a shot to play. To and play that's what you get when you have a real conference um, set up. Yeah. So yep. So here we go. Now, Major League Baseball are proposing changes to the playoffs because they want to jazz things up a bit and, you know, get the ratings. And This is what we were wi- what I was ranting about earlier. You don't need to change what you got, especially no. when it's good. However, here we go. I'm going to put this on you. All right. Just listen closely because <laughs> this is all over the shop, right? Okay. In this concept, the team with the best record in each league receives a bye to avoid the wildcard round and they go directly to the division series. Fair enough. Okay, so top team top top team goes through to week two of the finals. That's correct. All right. The other two division winners, because there's four division winners. Yep. Uh, and the wild card with the next best record all host three games in a best of three wild card round. So hang, on, wild, hang on, hang wild on. Card, hang let on. Me, let me explain. Oh, no, I, I want to go back. So there's four divisions. Yes. And only the top two are going automatically through to week two of the finals. Oh, you've already confused me. <laughs> the two best. Four divisions. Top of division go through. Okay, all top, all all four of those teams go through the, the top of each division. The, the team with the best record in each league, so that's two. There's yeah, American, there's American League and National. Okay, league. 
So top of those ones get the buy. So only two winners, yep. two division. Oh God, two, two division winners, two league champions, <laughs> two league record holders. <laughs> this is awesome. Go through the rest. Okay. Oh, we're, oh, we're not even halfway through yet. <laughs> and the other right, two so that topped their own table. The other two are now in wild cards and the wild card with the next best record. So we're going down a few more. Yep. Would each host a best of three wild card round? Okay. With, and they and they host all three games of that, so they wouldn't fly away home away. They host all. All right. Three and who do they play? Um, do they play Is it just The next best ranked team I, th- I think so We'll get to that Okay So the bottom three Wild cards Have no first round Home games Which is bad luck If you don't like it Yeah play, yeah yep. don't, don't like it Play better The division winner With the second best record In a league Now this is the one Hosting the, um, the yep. Game series Gets to pick Their opponent From the lower three Wild card teams <laughs> And really? That, and that would be televised live. The picking. The picking would be televised live. So and the other the, the lowest ranked wildcard team, you might have a poor record against them, mm. so you choose a different one, or one of them might have just had their starting pitcher do a shoulder. Yes. And not oh wow. So so you've got these wild cards and the division winners. Division winner with the second best record gets to pick. Then the division with the third best Just, record gets to pick. I think it, and so oh. they would pick. So you'd think the first pick, yeah, yeah, first team would pick the worst record. Next team would pick the second record, and that would leave two wild card teams to play each other in a series. Okay, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I know this is literally the first time you've ever heard this. Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure I've given it justice. <laughs> so. I, from what I can gather, previously, if you finished top of your league, one of the four leagues, you were through. Whereas now, only two of those go through, and the other two mm-hmm. get look, get put into the wild card round where they weren't before. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because they get to choose their opponent as long as their opponent is in a wild card. You can't just choose the. Uh, so the Nanka Tank thirds. And, and there'd be 14 teams instead of 10. Right now, only 10 out of 30 make it. All right, so 14 teams make the final series. Let me, let are, they me reward, are they starting to reward mediocrity with the 14, uh, the 14 worst, teams? The worst phrase in sport. No, they're not, because often those teams will have better records than some of the other teams. Anyway. Okay, oh, let again, me, conference play. So, gotcha. seven teams from each league make the postseason. That's 14. The team with the best record in each league... Get a buy for through the wild card round, so they go to the division series. Is this now? Right now, this is the proposal. The proposal. Then the two division winners, and so the the two division winners that aren't the two best division that winners, the best records, host the wild card three game series, and they choose their opponents. And they get to choose their opponents, and then the, uh, from the three other wild card teams, and the top wild card team plays the unpicked team. So they go. So if you're the wild card who's not select, who's not picked as an opponent, and you've got a better record than the other dude, you're going to host. Okay. So two. I don't think we've got to fourteen. In my mind, I'm counting, and I. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> Three series winners and the team with the bye advance to the divisional round. So that's four through to the divisional round. I. We why, might need to why, come back to this. Why are they making it so difficult? I don't know. Why they, Has there been instances where 
a team has had an excellent record and missed out because they've been in a really strong league or division. Is that the issue? Not necessarily, but they've missed out on getting through to the division and that because they've lost in the wild card round. Right still now, do. So right, do they want? Is it a television event? Do they want? Yeah, they want a television event for the picking the teams. Now, okay. the wild card event, the wild card game right now is literally a one win and you're in, lose, go home oh. situation. So, oh my, wow! It's happened just in the last couple of years that teams, the Chicago Cubs, for example, played the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies had a much much worse record. Rockies went to Chicago and knocked the Cubs out, and then went on to the division series. So the Cubs. Made it to the wild card, had a stellar record, just didn't win their division. Right. And then one game at home. One and done. Gone. So they would have I, at I least, they would have hosted, well, depending on how it all shook out, they would have hosted that two more games to try and be able to get that back okay. under this new series. I don't mind that, but, geez, that's going to make the final series really long. But, hey, it's, it's unnecessarily complicated, but if you've got 162 games, and yeah, what the hell. Might as well yeah. add a few extra. Yeah. Right. Well. You're right. You're baffled enough. Yeah. 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 Nice and baffling, isn't it? It, it why is. Do, why do people think they need to do stuff like this? Oh, just wait until the yeah. AFL... Um, mid-season lull comes around yeah, and uh, Hutchie and everyone on SEM will start talking about the the need for a wild card round in the AFL. We need a wild Guaranteed. card round. We need a mid-season draft. We need a mid-season trade period. All of that crap's going to come around. You can set your watch to it. Twilight, Twilight Grand Final because the Super Bowl's at night. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, um, we'll talk about that next week. All right. Yeah. Well, well, yes, because I want to talk about the the entertainment and how everyone was raving about it. But then, if in Australia you got two artists that hadn't been relevant for fifteen years, they'd just going on. Oh, why have we got these? Why have we got these muppets? That's all right, just bank that, bank that rage. I just needed to say that so that I remember because yeah, right. I've got a lot going on in my head. <laughs> all right, well, AJ, do you feel better? I do. Cobwebs feel, appropriately blown out. Feel loose. Feel like we're back. Although I got to say, we did. We only waffled a little bit. Yeah, that 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 talk about the 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 Major League Baseball final series did confuse me. Yeah, I think I've gone cross-eyed, um, but that's okay. Yeah. All right. If you would like to get in contact <laughs> with us to talk about your favourite finals series system is it the <laughs> McIntyre final five system the McIntyre final eight the other McIntyre final eight do you like conferences do you, do you like, like conferences? conferences do you like the major league adding uh, extra yeah. games for seemingly no apparent reason whatever the hell that thing is do, yeah. you, do you want best of three best of five what's your favorite final series uh, format I, personally, I'm a McIntyre Final Five hmm. kind of guy. Uh, get in contact with us on Twitter at ASD underscore radio, on Facebook, uh, search for a sporting discussion, and yeah. you can get AJ at AJ Miffin on the yeah. Twitter box. Yeah. And What are you? Dono79. I actually don't know what my Twitter handle you is. You are at Dono79. Just... I'm at Dono79. Giving giving the info out there for hackers everywhere. Yes. <laughs> there's some, oh, there we go. <laughs> at Dono79. There you go. Yeah. At Dono79. <laughs> Look at me. That'll do. AJ. Yes. Is there something coming up in your future that you will be writing about? Yes, I'm That back. you can tell us about? I am back on the raw.com.au for 2020. From oh, come on. Be more excited. From Monday. From Monday. Monday. Ooh. What's, what's Monday? Does Feb- that mean that you're doing the weekend wrap? Feb 17. 
uh, rather than issue of the week. Writing about rugby league, I get to send, set the trend. Yes. Or complain about what happened on the weekend. Complain about the refs. Complain deci- about the refs. Decided yet? Well, the NRL nines is on this weekend, and people are crying about it and saying it's rubbish and blah blah blah. I think it was the refs' fault. I think it's going to be great. So that's on. Um, I'm on ABC Central uh, Victoria. Radio every Monday at quarter past nine in the morning. That's a weekly wrap. Yes. As is your regular spot on Triple R Radio in Melbourne, 7.15am on Mondays. Damn right. 102.7 on your dial or download the app to listen to me prattle on about things apparently that aren't sport because I like talking about wrestling every now and then. Yeah, And I'm definitely going to be talking about The Rock's daughter um, becoming a professional wrestler this Monday morning. So listen in and you know what you'll hear from the the hosts of the Breakfasters? May well be. Crickets. You better make it count because it might be your (laughs) final appearance. Nah, they love it. (laughs) More writing opportunities coming up as well, but... More to come. We'll have some more fun next week. Check the check the socials. We're going to have a good time. Bye.